Welcome in to the Victory Sports Podcast. I am your host, Preston Victory. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. Lots of exciting things happened, both in college football and the NFL. I think uh, I was looking like at the stats from this past weekend, and I believe underdogs in the NFL were 8-4. and four. And that's not against the spread, just straight up eight and four so an incredible weekend from the nfl highly unusual and very unpredictable um also a couple of interesting things that happened in college football michigan state getting knocked off by purdue purdue with their second big upset of the season earlier in the year they beat iowa um i don't think this changes the outlook on the college football playoff a ton um, obviously, Michigan State will drop, and I project that both Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan will just kind of slide up a spot. So it doesn't really change my overall thoughts, but regardless, a very interesting weekend. Alabama was pushed to the brink by LSU, who at this point is just kind of, you know, winging it, if you will, when it comes to their playing style. So... I think that will be interesting to watch throughout the year. I think LSU could potentially um, ruin a team's season and um, their bowl positioning. Obviously, they missed a chance with um, Alabama. I don't believe that they played Georgia. Let me check. Yeah, no, so their remaining schedule is Arkansas, uh, Louisiana, Monroe, and Texas A&M. So I could definitely see them at least winning two of those games. Just because, I mean, Coach O is going to, you know, empty the bag of tricks. There's nothing to lose for this team. And obviously, they're a very talented group. So, you've got a group of guys that are trying to make the NFL. I mean, make no mistake about it. That's why you go to play in the SEC. So, there's still a lot for this team to play for. And I think that they could potentially um, upset not just Arkansas, but Texas A&M as well. Tennessee with their first top 25 win of the season. Pretty impressive for Josh Heupel. I've definitely been I definitely have been impressed with this team as the season moved along. Earlier I kind of thought that this was just going to be another another head coach for the Vols, you know, um, get a little bit of momentum but never do anything real, but a step in the right direction for sure uh, getting that win over Kentucky. Um Obviously, a big test coming up against Georgia. Um, We'll see how much progress uh, Tennessee has truly made at that point. Georgia with the best defense in the country. And so um, it'll it'll be interesting to see if the Tennessee offense can produce just enough to keep them in the game. I do think Georgia will like will definitely end up beating them, but with the momentum that Tennessee is playing with, I could see them making it closer than what people are expecting. Looking, no other uh, major moves in the college football world. Um, as the A and M starting to turn their season around after starting, I think it was yeah three and two on the year. I mean, crazy to think about. If they had just managed to win one of those two games, we very well could have been talking about them being in the mix for the college football playoff. But you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I guess. All right, moving on to the more exciting, in my opinion, NFL this year. 
I mean, it's just been ridiculous from the upsets that we've been experiencing this past week. I mean, who in their right mind would have thought the Cowboys would get killed by the uh, killed by the Broncos? I almost said the Browns. Um, it was thirty to nothing at one point, and Dak Prescott came back. I mean. That's one of the most unexplainable uh, sequence of events that I've ever seen. I mean, beating Minnesota last week with Cooper Rush and then Dak coming back and the offense struggling. Can't really explain that, especially with the uh, absence of Von Miller. It appeared that the Broncos were kind of just mailing in the season, but hey, give credit to the coaching staff and the players to um, say, you know, F that. And you know, going to work and getting a big win because the AFC West right now is a tight one um, pulled up. So all four teams in that division have five wins. Like the Chargers and the and the Raiders are both five and three. And then the Chiefs and the Broncos are both, are both five and four. So a highly contested race there. The Broncos are definitely not out of it at this point. I don't think they'll be able to quite make the playoffs, but you know, credit to them for uh, coming up, like showing up big time in the spot where nobody really expected them to. Let's say Falcons uh, over the Saints. The Saints have a, a quarterback problem, clearly. Uh, Trevor Simeon, as we've seen at his time at Denver and at the Saints, is clearly not the answer. Um, so. I worry at this point that if the Saints are going to be able to produce enough points. I love this defense. Um, when they're on, I mean, it is tough to score against this group, but I just don't think the offense is going, going to be able to produce enough to get them to the playoffs. Unfortunately, um, I, would, I kind of see this team fading as the year goes on. Um, they might This might put them in the quarterback market, of course, in the um, upcoming NFL draft, but as we've seen with Sean Payton, I wouldn't count him out just yet. He has definitely proven to have an ability to make something out of nothing when it comes to his quarterback play. Jameis Winston, he was never playing bad, but he definitely was never, no one would ever consider him an elite level quarterback. But the Saints were still finding ways to win, so, you know, I'm not counting them out just yet, but I definitely foresee them kind of fading as the year goes along due to just below average quarterback play because in this league I mean I heard Tom Brady uh, recently like describe the state of the league as basically a skills competition and I do think that's very true for the most part um, there's definitely some exceptions but for the mo- like most part teams just like have great quarterback play and they're able to overcome potentially a bad defense um, offensive line isn't as big of an issue because the ball comes out extremely quick. Just ask or just ask Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I don't I don't see it with them. Say Giants over the Raiders. I had the Raiders in this game. I mean, simply because the Giants have like shown no ability to cover the spread at home, and they finally did it. So. Credit to them and Daniel Jones finally looking like a competent quarterback at home. Um, Raiders have obviously had 
distraction after distraction after distraction, and I think it finally caught up with them. I do like um, the leadership of Derek Carr. I think he has definitely displayed at this point that he is the leader of this locker room, and I definitely foresee the Raiders being able to still at least maintain some level of success. I mean, I just don't think there's enough talent, especially on the defensive side. Max Crosby can only do so much when it comes to rushing the passer, but I think the Raiders will um, not fade as much as what they have in years past. They've definitely won me over as of late, and they could have easily been in this game against the Giants. That pick six by Derek Carr was... um, That pick six at the beginning of the second half by Derek Carr definitely set them back, and it ultimately proved to be the difference in the game. So I think this game's a little bit of an outlier, but um, we'll see if the Raiders can avoid uh, having a second-half slump like they have in years past. Uh, Patriots over the Panthers. Telling you, Patriots are going to make the playoffs. They've got a formula. They know who they are, and they're sticking to it. So I think that's one of the biggest issues that a lot of teams face is figuring out who they are. And the Patriots know exactly who they are to a T. Uh, Mac Jones has definitely been by far the best rookie quarterback at this point. He did only throw the ball 18 times, so that does concern me a little bit. But, I mean, how can you not like the Patriots? Well-coached defense, like average offense. And, yeah, I like them rolling forward. Sam Darnold. I think the Panthers at this point need to start looking at potential quarterback options in the draft. I mean, there was one interception in the end zone that he threw. I was I saw where I mean, you just can't be in the NFL for what is this his fourth year, like fourth or fifth year, and be making those kind of throws. It was um, a corner route by the receiver, and he underthrew him pretty bad. Like. That ball has got to either be caught by the receiver or it's going to not be caught by anyone. And he underthrew it massively, and it's just, and he keeps making these mistakes over and over and over again. And he doesn't seem to learn, so ultimately, I think he might, I mean, he I, wouldn't shock me if he's benched here in the next like week or two because um, the offense just doesn't have it at this point, and. Unfortunately, I think Sam Darnold has, um, I, I think he's put the nail in the coffin as a um, future starter in the NFL. It's not good. Biggest upset of the weekend, Jaguars over the Bills. This one, if you saw this one coming, um, you're full of it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence only threw for 118 yards. 69 uh, uh, QBR. Um, Jaguars didn't run the ball particularly well either. Um, Leading rusher, Carlos Hyde, 21 carries, 67 yards. Um, Yeah, just an absolute dumpster fire from the Bills, who, after looking by far the most dominant team in the NFL through the first six weeks, I mean, they're 1-2 and in their last three. Uh, That loss to the Titans where Josh Allen uh, slipped, and um, not looking great against Miami last week. I mean, they obviously like, pulled away late, but yeah, I think they got to go back to the basics and just make sure that they find 
they need to find their identity on the offensive side. Um, Josh Allen looks to be doing a little bit too much right now, so I think having a little bit more of a running game would definitely help. Um, I say Singletary, their running back, had six carries for 16 yards. Their leading rusher was Josh Allen, five carries for 50 yards. So I think it's unwise for the Bills to ask Josh Allen to do everything for them because um, he sometimes has that gunslinger mentality, if you will, where he tries to make something happen and it just isn't there. And so I think taking some of the pressure off of him with a running game will definitely go a long way. But I think the Bills need to start from scratch, especially after this type of performance. I mean, yeah, that's all there is to it. Josh Allen has looked a little off this year compared to years past. And, you know, just, you know, long season ahead, just, you know, deep breath, get back to the basics and find your identity on offense. Say so Ravens over the Vikings in overtime. Lamar Jackson, again, is the front runner for the MVP. If you cannot see that, I cannot help you. He literally is doing everything for the Ravens and succeeding. Nobody in the NFL is doing more, uh, more with less than Lamar Jackson. He had all their passing yards. He led the team in rushing by almost, yeah, over 40 yards. I mean... What else do you want this guy to do? I mean, it's ridiculous what he the numbers he's putting up right now. And honestly, I mean, the more I watch the Ravens, I don't really love their roster in general. Their defense is okay, but not great. Running backs are abysmal. I mean, that's mainly due to injuries. Um, offensive line is okay. But Lamar is able to make him look a little bit better because he's able to escape any pressure due to his athleticism. I, I think it's I, I can't help you if you don't see Lamar Jackson at least in the top three of the MVP discussion. Kyler Murray's hurt. He has better skill position receivers right now. I mean, the Ravens have great record. Not as good of a roster as, as the Cardinals, especially on the offensive side. Prescott looked awful this past week. Again, no, it's one game, so not going to judge him too hard. But Lamar should be the front runner for the MVP. Let's say Chiefs over the Packers. Chiefs still don't look right. Um, I think right. I think at this point, if I had to put my thoughts into what is wrong with the Chiefs. Everyone's trying to seems to be figuring that out. I don't know if there's necessarily anything wrong with them. I just I think part of it is just their egos have gotten so high from all this massive success, which I mean, how could it not? I mean, when this offense was at its peak back in probably I'd say twenty nineteen, um they were unstoppable. You couldn't you couldn't guard Travis Kelsey Tyreek Hill at the same time. You had to pick and choose your poison. And they also had Sammy Watkins, which also took advantage of his his one-on-one matchups. It was just a all-out dominant offense. And I think when you invest a lot of money into the quarterback position, a couple skill position guys, there's going to be holes on the rest of the roster. And 
it's it's just it's difficult. It's not easy when you don't have the protection that Mahomes had earlier in his career. Um, defenses are starting to like get smarter about how they guard Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Um, basically, every team has tried to mimic to like to a certain extent what Tampa did back in the Super Bowl. That's the same defensive strategy that. Um, they've been using they want Kansas City to beat them by going 10-12 plays on a drive Kansas City loves the big play that's where the ego comes in and they haven't shown the ability to execute those 10-12 play drives because they love the big play so much and so I think they need to work on their efficiency on the offensive side and Obviously, having a better O-line would most certainly help. I think the running game, it's getting slightly better, but I think, again, always having a little bit of a running game takes pressure off the quarterback. So I think that's something that they need to put a little bit more effort in. That's never been Andy Reid's strength, but I think leaning into it a little bit more would certainly help. Um, yeah, I, I think just patience on the offensive side, not trying to go after the big play all the time is ultimately what this offense needs to hear and ultimately do another shocker cardinals over the 49ers without kyler murray and deandre hopkins cliff kingsbury sent a statement to me and the whole nfl world because he has always fallen apart later in the season and we're not technically in the late part of the season yet but he was able to beat a very talented defense in the 49ers and just team in general with Colt McCoy a career backup as his quarterback and without his number one wide receiver and yeah AJ Green didn't play either almost forgot about that and so I think we need to give credit where credit's due Uh, Cliff Kingsbury can coach I've never doubted that, but I've always considered him... I call him a below-average coach. Um, He's obviously got um, some great talents in Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, but for a while I kind of just... I saw it more as Kyler making plays, Hopkins making plays, than Cliff Kingsbury's offensive excellence. And... He came up with a great game plan. Colt McCoy, 22 of 26 on passing. 84% completion percentage. Heck of a performance by him. Excuse me. It's allergy season here in Tennessee. But, um, yeah, just... All-around great performance by the Cardinals and especially the coaching staff. Want to make sure I give credit to them. Uh, 49ers, I mean, they're what I thought they were, honestly. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's ta- or Jimmy Garoppolo's confidence is not great. He did play pretty good in this game, over 300 yards passing. Um, but that didn't amount to any points, which is ultimately what matters. And so I just... I think the 49ers are another good draft class away from being truly competitive. Right now, I think they're one of those middle-of-the-road teams where some weeks they're going to look great, some weeks they're going to look below average, and 
they missed a big opportunity this week given that Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins weren't playing and so um, at this point I think they should shift their focus more to how can we make this team better next year when potentially Trey Lance is our quarterback and that way we can be in a position to push for another Super Bowl because this year they just don't have it I I think just too much inconsistency especially from the offense uh, to take this team seriously as a playoff or Super Bowl contender and you know it's a shame to see but you know it is what it is for them want to close out the show by talking about my Tennessee Titans killing the Los Angeles Rams. I saw a tweet where they were saying it was good for the Titans to get some practice in um, on the Super Bowl field so that way they're ready come February. I love it. And how can you argue against this team being a Super Bowl contender at this point? I mean, the arguments were, oh, Josh Allen slipped. Again, like in the Bills game. Well, yeah, he slipped, but there were other plays in that game. Uh, one of the touchdowns the Bills had should have been called back. There was, an, there was a lineman that was eight yards downfield. You can't do that. Um, Chiefs game throttled them. I mean, completely suffocated Mahomes. Uh, took care of business against the Colts. It was... A tough watch at times, but you know we did we we took care of business there. Uh, everyone counted us out this past week when Derrick Henry suffered his uh, potentially season-ending injury, and I call if you follow me on Twitter, you saw I kind of called this from the beginning of the week. Uh, this team would su- will surprise people, and they not only surprise people but they shock them. And this defense has gotten a lot better over the past month. So I think it's important to give credit to them. They created two of the uh, Titans touchdowns that they scored. Or, sorry, two of the uh, four touchdowns that the Titans scored. And ultimately, they were the key to uh, our success last night. But uh, Ryan Tannehill doesn't look great. But again, I think people massively undervalue him as a quarterback. Um Obviously, having Derrick Henry helped, and the play-action effect is is real because he got the linebackers sucked up field. But I think that like it's still the Titans' division. I mean, they're practically four games up on the Colts right now, who just beat up on the lowly Jets. So, woo, go Colts! But um, yeah. Very impressed with this team. Mike Vrabel, I think, should be considered at least a top 10, if not top 5 coach in the NFL with what he has done to improve the defense, keep this team focused without uh, Derrick Henry. And, I mean, the Titans play inspired. Like, they heard all the news. They heard that they hey, they're no good without Derrick Henry. False. So, love love watching this team. It's a fun group to watch. They're definitely a little bit more old school compared to most uh, teams out there, but if you're not taking the Titans seriously as Super Bowl contenders, because Derrick Henry still could come back at the end of the season, and the Titans have a first-round bye as of right now in the AFC, so you give that first-round bye, that gives Derrick Henry an extra couple weeks to heal so he doesn't have to rush back. I mean, this is a dangerous team, and they are built to win in January. 
when you need to start when you need to run the football. The weather's not as good, and I like where this team's at. I really do. That's all I've got for you guys here today. I appreciate you guys all tuning in. Um, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter and whatever listening platform that you're using. My name is Preston Victory, and this is the Victory Sports Podcast. Oh,